<clears throat> Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm here today uh, doing a chat about social media with Nick Maddox. Nick, say hi. Hi. Nick uh, is perpetually and pointlessly today. He is a chemist in grad school and uh, has lovely hair and beards. How many beards do you have, Nick? Just the one last I checked, but, you know, maybe one hanging around here somewhere. Uh, we also have Mike, who is not an expert today. Hello. We're not sure why he's here if he's not an expert, but we'll give him I a pass. I was just told there'd be free food. <laughs> there will be no free food. Oh, what? <laughs> the food is a lie. The cake is a lie. Yes. And finally, we have Carolyn Higman. Hi. She is a hungover chemist doing her PhD. They are unrelated, or are they related? They're related. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually forced to go out last night. So. It's horrible. <laughs> Very tragic. Very. So we're all here today to talk about something that we are kind of doing right now, social media. Um, I'm going to call this social media because I think I want today to take a very broad definition of social media. Um, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think a live video chat is social media if we're broadcasting it? If we're using social media to do it. Well, how, would you, how else would you do it? <laughs> is media and social? Like, is, is, is network news social media? No, because there's not the uh, participation from the uh, like the broad population. Even if they have polls and um, Twitter surveys and all that kind of stuff, viewer call-ins. Yeah, but they're not really submitting content in that case. Well, sometimes they do. If they do a Twitter, if they ask people on Twitter, they'll show the responses. True, but I mean that's a ma or that's a mainstream news outlet utilizing social media. I guess. Do you, is it really enough to make that distinction, though? I, I would argue yes. Okay. What do you think, Mike? I think it's a combination of both. I don't think news is strictly on its own social media, but I think when you integrate viewer participation in the form of user call-ins or or Twitter or that kind of thing, then I think you're you're starting to cross into that that line of utilizing social media. I wouldn't necessarily say become social media. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with Mike. So this isn't social media, then this is just using social media. This isn't news. Uh, this is news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extending the argument beyond... <laughs> I would say this now. is social media. Because it's social media in the conventional sense, or because it's media and we're being social about it, discussing social media? I would say both. Okay, <laughs> good. I wouldn't call a phone call social media. That's just social. Okay, so media has to be kind of broadcast and saved and... Has extended beyond just... Well, I don't know. Because podcasts, I, call it, I consider that social media. <laughs> Carolyn, you look so unhappy. I'm sorry to jump in there, Mike. 
Are you eating something you like to eat or having yeah. coffee or something? It, it's scones. I, I made scones, actually. They're homemade scones, and they're actually delicious. But I feel ridiculous eating on this hangout, so I'm trying to eat <laughs> very small pieces. And, and you're unhappy because you're forced to eat such small pieces. I think so, yeah. I just want to kind of devour it and drink this entire liter of water, but, you know. Makes sense. <laughs> Man, that's Honest. like Bush League, Chiggy. You should be putting Gatorade in that. No, don't have any. But I'm sorry, I jumped in like when Mike was in the middle of talking. I was... <coughs> Excuse me. I was done. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Is, is social media in and of itself... If you don't think broadcast... Like, like news that uses social media is is social media like how far back would you say it goes even if we didn't call it that like would you call a bulletin board in the 80s in on a college campus social media yes <laughs> care okay. to elaborate yeah care to elaborate <laughs> okay uh. I think, like, okay, it's social media. If you're going to call it that, it has to have two criteria. It has to be media in some form, whether it be, you know, video, audio, written down somewhere. I guess those are the only options. Yeah. Um, and then available to everyone. people. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So if it's written down in a public format, like forum, on a bulletin board, let's say, it's available to everyone, it's social, and it's still media. Makes sense. It's a very primitive form of social media, but I think you have to include it. Right. So even something like a public art display could, in theory, be considered social media. A public art display? I think... Hmm, no. No. I don't think so. It has, it has the social format, the social part, but I don't think it has the media form part. Wow. Really speak. Yeah. I think it has to be words. Okay. I don't know, but I think that could just be my opinion of art. Like something like Instagram <laughs> just has pictures. Would you call oh. Instagram social media? You're right. Yeah. What about Tumblr? Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's interested, the Google Define function gives social media as websites and applications used for social networking. However, Wikipedia is like, well, social media has been around since, you know, we started painting on cave walls. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two definitions, depending on whether you're Google or a collective that anyone can edit. Right. What? Where is the Google definition coming from? Just define colon social media. But doesn't it have the source underneath? I didn't see it. No. Huh. Okay. I think if I were to say when social media started in the form that we know it now, it would probably be with like the old even before, like, message boards and internet forums, there were, like, 
the bulletin boards where like you know there'd be like email type notifications sent out when people responded to topics and yeah like I don't know that was obviously before our time but I think our parents were around when when they had that when the internet was first getting going and uh, I think that was kind of when social media would have started with the collective participation of people from across the world. So you're saying that social media didn't start until the internet started? In the form that we know it now, yes, I would, I would say. If you're using that definition of social media. Hmm. So what about email? Would that be social media? No. no. Even if it's a group email thread? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so is the difference between a one-on-one -on -one communication versus a group communication? It's about how public it is, I think. Mm -hmm. How many people are involved, yeah. Like if I send an email to just one person, it's, it's private. Mm -hmm. But what if you send a Facebook message to one person? That's just a message. That's still private. So that's not social media. No. Okay. It's using, social, like using a social network to send a message, mm -hmm. but it's not social media. Interesting, okay. I like these different opinions. <laughs> I mean, mine being the only one that's different from everyone else's. <laughs> What's yours? I think that if it's social, like something like a telephone call could be considered social media. A telephone call isn't really media, though, like unless you're recording it and then distributing that en masse. Isn't media just the plural of medium? Yeah. Well, touche, sir. <laughs> Meaning, where are you Meaning going with that? A phone is a medium. Yeah. It's a medium of communication. Yeah, it is a medium of communication. That's, that's my thought, is that sort of anything can be. It just depends how you use it. If you're using it to communicate with more than one people through a, a platform, it's social media. Like, if you have a megaphone, technically... You could consider it social media. It's just it's just sort of ephemeral and disappears. I guess. I'm glad we have so many people eating. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think if we, I think while we're on the topic, we should establish what definition of social media we're using. Well, I'm not sure it's necessary to define it. I just think, because everyone's going to have a different definition, and I think that's fine. When you start talking about the benefits of social media, then you start saying, okay, what's the benefit of a phone call, or what's the benefit of... Right. So, well, I mean, that's still technology that, that helped the world communicate across distances. You could say, like, pre- and post-internet social media. Well... Mm -hmm. Would, like, would you want to have one defining line? Because the invention of the telegraph allowed communication, like passenger pigeons or carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons. Passenger pigeons. <laughs> Isn't that what they were called? I don't know. Somebody back me up here. I feel like they were called passenger pigeons. They were point. called carrier pigeons. Sure yeah, they're carrier pigeons. I'm pretty sure they were passenger <laughs> pigeons. Who, like... I'm not suggesting that people is rode the them. <laughs> is the pigeon riding with someone on a train <laughs> while carrying the message? Like, <laughs> oh boy. Okay, it's a type of pigeon that is oh. extinct. 
Oh, that's depressing. It, it went extinct in just before 1900, I think. Mm. I think they were maybe carrier pigeons. Maybe. Perhaps. I like I like to think that that's but passenger pigeons totally a thing. It didn't mean that anyone wrote it. <laughs> okay. Okay, carrier pigeons though is that like how do you want to define? Do you want to define pre? We could say neo and classical social media too, like neo being like with the advent of uh, like MySpace. That. Yeah. Because I mean there there are several different kinds you could consider right at the start. You could consider, like at that time, voice um, media, like broadcasting your voice, yelling or something, versus writing on somewhere. Anything you were doing is localized to that area. Like if you if you see a cave painting on the wall, you can't see that anywhere else unless you go to the cave. Mm -hmm. If you if you if it's someone talking, you can't. You don't get that message unless you hear it because you're right there. Mm -hmm. But then at a certain point, that changed when carrier pigeons and then telegraphs and then um, phones and then the internet. Like we've Zeppelins. Just been... What? Zeppelins. Well, <laughs> sure. Those passenger pigeons. Maybe they wrote messages on the passenger pigeons and then sent them on their way. Okay? But what are they a passenger of? I don't. I didn't name them. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, Rob. I get your point. About but like, yeah, about the reach of, reach of your message. <clears throat> like what? At what point? What, how many classifications do you want to make? Should there be two different distinct groups? Should there be several changeovers? Like, how do you? That's why I, w I just wanted to include all of it so that we could keep it open. But if if someone wants to rule out any of those stages, we can do that for the purpose of this discussion. I'm happy. You're happy? As long as there's two different definitions, then it works. Okay. So what do you want, what, what, what are those definitions? You know, whether it be, like Nick was saying, neo impossible. Okay. You say like, Internet-based or non-internet-based. Yep, either of those. Hmm. Or even like, and you know, if you're distinguishing between like billboards and telegraph, you could say distanced and non-distanced. True. Do you want to do that? What would you say, Mr. Moderator? Well, well, I was like, going to say we should be like looking to the expert for direction. Yeah, he is the expert after all. Yeah. Well, I think we can make a distinction between media that is on the internet that uses social networks versus other types of communication like a microphone or a megaphone um, or a, say a painting on a wall. I think we can have stored and broadcasts that's um, messages on one. one side, and then something like an art display or a speech as a separate one. But I don't think I don't know that we need more than that. Sounds good. Um, I have interesting note. I'm looking up passenger pigeons. 
Um, <laughs> Rob, that's not a thing. What? what? There's no such thing as a passenger pigeon. I, I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. They went extinct because they were delicious. <laughs> 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 they were one of the most common birds in the 19th century, and they were extinct by the 20th century. Um, Actually, because they were delicious. Yeah, but uh, one of their one of their calls was a long drawn out tweet that would call a flock of pigeons down to land. It's funny because social media and Twitter and tweet and passenger pigeons, which are a thing. Oh, clearly. Okay, so that kind of. That was kind of my second point, too. Um, so there are different uses for social media. There are different reasons for social media, and there are different types of social media. Um, and so I guess we can move to the reasons why people would want to use social media, and we'll stick to, we'll stick to social media in the Internet sense for that. Um, so, for example, networks like Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, name any of the infinite networks that are missing one vowel. Nexopia. What? Nexopia. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> um, so, what are the reasons? I mean, all of you use social media in at least one form. Um, what what would you say is your primary use for it, uh, Nick, first? My primary use for social media? Um, probably entertainment, honestly. It's okay. like something to do in my downtime. It's also useful for organizing events or something like this. True. I find it very useful for that, seeing as how we're in three different cities um, across a thousands of kilometer long country. I very much like it for that. It's nice. Anything else, or is it just like downtime? Uh, there's not a whole lot of utility other than like chatting with people or arranging an event or something like that. But I mean, I don't think it requires a lot. Like, I don't think it requires more usefulness than that. Okay. Uh, how about you, Mike? <laughs> what? I'm going in order of the, the order at which you showed up. So. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it's it's changed over time. I think it started out for me as a way to gain knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think it, outside of what I was being taught in school and and that kind of thing involved me to access information and, and people specifically that knew a lot more about stuff than I did um, and exchanging those ideas. And then I think once YouTube came out and you know it was like, well, there's like funny videos on here of cats, I'm going to go watch those. And then it was like kind of like that entertainment that Nick was talking about. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, once you leave school and start your own family, then it's like you want to keep in touch with people. So then I think 
with Facebook and even to some extent Google+, Plus, but mainly Facebook, it allows you to kind of keep in touch with people that you wouldn't otherwise be able to talk to and see and, you know, you can share pictures and just kind of keep in touch that way. Like, you know, like my, my mom's side of the family is in Windsor and we're able to, you know, to, you know, they, they, they know what we're up to. They, they see the pictures and that kind of thing. And it's a way of staying connected even if you're not able to see each other. Right. Makes sense. Carolyn, do you have anything to, to throw in there? No, nothing. You have nothing? Why did you want to talk? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Oh, well, okay, what do you want to say? I, the, okay, ask your question again. <laughs> Why do you use social media? The reason is, there are many, many, many different reasons, and the reason is specific to what form. Like, okay, good. So, I like that. Facebook, I use Facebook, like Mike was saying, to keep in touch with people, um, you know, to stay updated on their lives, even if I'm not there in the same place as them, and for them to stay updated with my life. Um, you know, and then Twitter, I use Twitter mainly for news, um, to stay updated on, you know, not really like big news events, but more things related to technology and, I don't know, the city of Ottawa, I guess, and it really depends on who you follow on Twitter. Sure. Um, LinkedIn, I know it's really crappy and I don't actually use it, but I know some people use it for, you know, advertising themselves kind of thing, like it's an online CV that's always there. Um, YouTube entertainment, obviously, yeah, if I'm going to want to go watch Funny Cats, I'm going to go to YouTube, but it, there are so many different reasons, and each reason is specific to the now, to what site I guess you're using. Okay. Uh, are there any commonalities between all of them that you could? Between all of them. Between all the social networks you use. Yeah. No. I between think some of them, yes. Like, I mean, Instagram and I guess Facebook would be similar. Okay. I think the main thing is that it it connects people no matter where you are, and you can have relationships with them on a personal but also superficial level almost, where like, you know, like Google Plus or Twitter, if you're, you know, exchanging comments and stuff, you're, you're interacting, you have a relationship, but it's, it's in the context of an online community. And I think that that's the biggest thing is that it establishes these little communities that you can interact with, but you don't necessarily have to see each other and be right next to each other to have them. Right. But do you think that applies to all of the networks? I think so. What about yeah. YouTube? Well, there's the YouTube community. Like Rob was talking about that in one of his videos, that you know, all the YouTube creators, they, if if you choose to, you can you can share that type of community and you know yeah. share ideas on ways to make videos and that kind of thing. I guess if you choose to, but I don't think that's how YouTube started out, and I don't think that's how most people actually use YouTube. You should. I think, when, I think when you're vlogging, there's a lot of there's a lot of exchanging ideas and, and interacting as a community that way. Even if it's not directly responding to each other in a thread, I think you can still have a conversation and, and have that community even if you're not in the most obvious form as you would on Facebook or, or Google Plus or Twitter. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with that. But yes, I would agree that most people don't use it that way. 
Yeah, agreed. Rob, are you playing with your lighting right now? I'm scrolling through. I'm scrolling through the various options that Google Plus has to fix your. Holy shit! Because <laughs> it's so dark. But if I go to the to the brighten one, it's way too bright. <laughs> that it is, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it original. Where are these options? Um, when your when your screen is the focus, they're on the top right next to the live button. Do you have a live button? I have a live button. Yes, I have a live. Yeah. Oh. Now we're learning about Google Plus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll describe the ways that I use social media. Um, when I first started out at 18 or whatever um, with things like, I, I don't know if I ever used MySpace, but I used the Alberta version of it. And now I can't even remember what it was called. Mike, what was it called? So what? The Alberta version. It was, it was a social network. It was like MySpace, but it was like Canada, and I feel like it was localized to mostly Alberta. I can't even remember what it was called anymore now. I only remembered message boards before MySpace. Interesting. Um, so I guess the best way to start pro is probably Facebook for me. Um, when I first got to university. I know people would get started a lot earlier now, but um, at the, when I first started, it was just like, it was trying to be cool. You were trying to have as many people as you could. Um, but now I don't use it that way at all. I kind of use it the opposite. Um, I almost use my personal profile as almost like a, a page, like a fan page, uh, in that I don't really accept or don't deal with friend requests. I just use it like Twitter with People having people following me and me following people that allow it. Because um, the only messages I really care about getting on there are from the 25 or so people that I actually interact with outside of Facebook. Um, but I'll post stuff there for the other people that are following me, but um, I don't really use it. I don't really use it the way that Facebook intended other than the messenger part and the community part. I have a lot of like private communities. Um, that being said, I, I use Twitter for like celebrities and uh, news, sports, less so for sports. During the Olympics, it's been nice to have that, um, seeing all the updates when I'm not able to watch. Um, Google Plus I really like because it it's a lot wider than Facebook. Facebook's always been sort of like people you know very well and have met before and Google Plus, like you can join communities and see people, Twitter the same, is the same way. You can meet people that you otherwise wouldn't ever meet and get to know them a little bit, um, have discussions with them about things you have in common, whereas on Facebook, I, I tend to be, my, my close circle of people around me don't aren't really sort of as technolo technology oriented as I am, and so a lot of things, if I want to talk about things that I'm actually interested in, really interested in, I have to go outside my social circle um, and Google Plus is really, and Twitter are really nice for that. Uh, other than that, I think those are the three big ones that I'm actually active on. But uh, I try to, every time I see a new social network, I try to join it and see what's going on. Just out of interest. And I, don't, I, I haven't really seen any, since, other than the MySpace and Facebook transition, I haven't seen a lot of networks that 
actually duplicated use across several. Like, if that ever happened, where one, one network was an exact duplicate of another, I would just get rid of the one I used less. But I haven't really experienced that. They've all done different things for me. YouTube is another one that I really like. Um, not just, I've actually, I don't know that I've ever watched a cat video on YouTube. Uh, I've watched a lot of, there's a lot of science videos and educational videos, uh, or sort of more just people sitting in front of the camera. And in one of my YouTube videos, I talk about it. Um, how I really like people that just sort of sit in front of the camera or have, or show you stuff that you wouldn't ever see otherwise. Like, they go and dig up stuff and do research and then present it to you in a really interesting way. I really like YouTube for that. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I know when a lot of people don't use it that way. They just, if, if they use YouTube, they, it's because they saw a video on a website that happened to be hosted on YouTube. Uh, and that's how they interact with it. But they don't actually use the site itself very much. But I really like it a lot. Mm -hmm. I think what you mentioned about sites not duplicating one another, I think, with everyone saying, you know, go to Google Plus instead of Facebook or use Facebook instead of Google Plus. I think each site serves its own purpose. Yeah. So I don't think you can really replace one with the other. Mm -hmm. I think. And that's, that's what yeah. I found. You could get rid of one if you wanted to or not use both. But I don't think, I think they serve very different purposes in the way people use them now. Yeah. And it would be silly to get rid of, if you, if you wanted, if you wanted to actually communicate with people, it would be silly to get rid of Facebook because it's like the, it's the common, lowest common denominator social network. It, it's just everybody. You either you're on it or you're trying to be cool by not being on it. Well, it was there first, so everyone's already on it. But it wasn't there first. Well, it was the first one to get really big. Yeah. And who knows what? Ha like right now, it's at what? Like twenty, between fifteen and twenty percent penetration in the world. Um, although that could be slightly off if people have duplicate accounts, but about like, somewhere in that neighborhood, that hadn't been seen. But when MySpace was at its biggest, that those numbers hadn't been seen either. So it could be that that sort of slowly fades when if something new comes up. Like we, we it's hard to predict, but um, well, that's why they bought the the WhatsApp service is to penetrate yeah. that market, right? Is because yeah, like you know those you know Africa and Asia where. They may not be in Facebook yet, but they're using WhatsApp. Right. Integrate that into the Facebook service, and if anything, it just allows them to say that they're penetrating that market. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now they're saying that it's going to stay separate, yeah. but uh, whether that's actually going to be the case for a oh, long time, it's hard to say. I think it'd be ridiculous for them to keep both their messenger service and WhatsApp. It, it would be weird. Yeah. They've acquired quite a few messaging services, and over a process of several months, integrated them into Messenger. I think that'd be good. I also heard there was well, a huge. Sorry. They're keeping Instagram separate. They are, but at the same time, as soon as that acquisition happened, a couple of different tweaks to the the way those networks interact with each other and the way that um, other networks interacted with it changed dramatically. Um, for example, on Twitter, Instagram links don't show the picture. Yeah. And that happened right away after um, they were bought. So it's hard to say. Um, it, you can't really predict what's going to happen. It, it all depends on the whims of, and I was reading actually yesterday, with Facebook, it actually all entirely depends on the whims of Mark Zuckerberg, because he 
owns like I think it was 58% of the of Facebook stock of the shares, and so he literally has unanimous say over everything. There's a board of directors, but he appoints who's on the board. So he he uses their knowledge, but if he wants something, he's allowed to do it whatever he wants. And so I mean, there was a huge exodus from WhatsApp as soon as Facebook, as soon as it was just said that they were buying it. Uh, in Germany, I think they said like half a million people just left it for another service. Mm. These people don't want their messages on Facebook, and that's why they use WhatsApp. Because mm. I mean, I, I really like Facebook messages. I, I don't really care too much about privacy and the sort of... If I'm posting something on, on a network, I'm sort of okay with it being seen. Like I, <laughs> I don't have that expectation of privacy that I think a lot of people do have. Or, yeah. My objections more on the topic of Facebook is not so much the privacy aspect because I mean if you're putting it on the inter internet you have to have the reasonable expectation that it's going to be out there for people to see. Yeah. But what I don't like is Facebook's um, retention of the what do you call it intellectual property rights. Yeah. Yeah I don't like that either. Like they don't recognize that that's a product of you, they just say, nope, that's ours now because yeah. you used our service. I think that, well, that's my objection to it anyway, and that's... Yeah, I, I can see that. It's a big motivator for why I use, like, Google Plus for more things now. Mm -hmm. Also, it seamlessly integrates on an Android phone, and that's just it's... wonderful. Yeah. For it, any yeah. smartphone, really, if you have the app. Yeah. It integrates, yeah, what really well in any smartphone, and I agree. Although the Hangouts app on iPhone does suck. <laughs> it sucks, but for very in very specific ways that will should slash will be fixed. It still sucks. <laughs> well, I know, Bob, you're always saying how you wish that your Hangouts app had the same features as the Android one. But you like, also have you're also missing a big feature. Like you still can't make phone calls yet, can you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, my biggest objection to the Hangouts app is that the stupid send message button is so hard to press. And they haven't updated the keyboard. The message button, the send is so hard to press. And it doesn't work. Like, every time I'm on campus with the campus Wi-Fi, it does not work. But that's the campus Wi-Fi. That's always been true. It was difficult. No, like, but the Wi-Fi is fine for every other possible thing. But that's not... The Hangouts app. I know. Well, the Hangouts app work with the internet there. I'm not, I'm not familiar enough with. Why? Don't ask me. Every other app does. It's a problem with the Hangouts app. I guess. Google it's... cannot connect. Retrying. 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 That is exactly the voice it uses. Yeah. Yeah. I auditioned and got the part. <laughs> <laughs> and you were hungover when you did the recording. That's why it sounds so exasperated. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, rather than using the same recording of someone saying retrying once, they actually had you say it a hundred times, <laughs> getting more and more exasperated exactly. as it keeps trying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. That they should have done that. Heard the app say it. <laughs> That's why I keep my phone on mute all the time. I don't want to hear that ever.
we'll get we'll get to the next. Um, my next topic is sort of a continuation of what we were just saying. Um, are there any other downsides to social media that you guys? Is there a reason, for instance, that you don't use a specific network or a specific service on a network? Uh, Mike? Um, I think it encourages a lot of flame wars and trolling that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise do if you were face-to-face mm-hmm. or if you knew the person on a one-to-one level outside of the social network. Um, and I think that brings out the worst in a lot of people. So, you know, I think, especially, like, on, like, message boards, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have, like, you know, an atheism versus Christianity thread or airplane on a treadmill thread. And then you just get, like, you know, you get passionate people about each side, but you also get just trolls who are trying to, like, get people upset. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the biggest downsides of social media is that, like, you just run into people who don't know how to use it. Right. And I would say that that happens on other social, like in other social aspects too. Like I, I know a lot of people that complain um, about Facebook and the fact that they see a lot of baby pictures and they see a lot of memes and they see a lot of people sharing stuff about their Candy Crush activity. And if I may, improperly used memes. Oh my lord. <laughs> I don't think any meme has ever been used properly since they were first introduced. Like the first one, the first post that, that introduces a new one is fine, but then after that they're just... <laughs> I think one of the worst used ones is like the Doge meme, because people just like don't know how to use it. Oh! How do you actually say D-O-G-E? Is it Doge? Is it Doge? I thought it was Doge. No, not Doge. I'm gonna I pronounce know. it. I'm gonna pronounce it Doge. It's not Doge. <laughs> no, it's Doge. I thought it was Doge, like with a soft G. I've heard Doge. I th- I think Doge is supposed to be the proper pronunciation. Right. But I really don't know. Anyway, but yes, memes. Yeah, that's fair. I but so back to that is that. I don't see any of those things on Facebook because I keep a very strict control over what I want to see, and and Facebook does allow you to do that. Most people just don't know about it. You don't see the baby pictures I post. <laughs> no, I I want to see your baby pictures. I don't see <laughs> I don't see people posting about apps. I don't see people like if someone does something dumb on social media, I immediately stop letting that stuff get through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's really easy that there's a thing on every single post that's like, get rid of this, yeah. um, see less of this, see le- none of this person's stuff. Like, it's, yeah. I probably only, I filter about half, I'd say. Like, I, I filter about half of the people that are on my list. I just don't see anything. I see, like, I see things from, like, 10 or 12 people. I need to investigate this seriously. As it, I've done a lot of hiding of individuals' posts, but, like, there are a lot of people just... There's a very low rate of return on, like, quality posting. <laughs> yeah, and that's... and that's I, I get probably three or four things on Facebook per day, and I'm fine with that. I don't use it for that. I don't use it to get news or to see interesting things. I use it to keep up to date with people. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff I do see is in a is in a private group with 
I don't know, between five and ten people, and that's with that kind of thing, you don't end up getting the Facebook filters a lot of it, things you do. Because obviously, if you have hundreds of people uh, that you're friends with, like 700 people, there's if you see all of it live, you're going to just, like, you're never going to be able to find anything. If you Once you've seen it, it's gone. Well, and so they have to filter it. But uh, then you end up seeing a lot of the stuff you don't care about. Facebook doesn't show you everything, though. And that's exactly, yeah. They don't show you everything. That's one of the biggest issues I have is that for people, and I know you can tweak it, but it still doesn't always yeah, work. You can't tweak it. You, you you can tweak it, but you can't. Like Yeah. you can. Like, they give you options, but it, they don't give you all the options. Yeah, so you're still always going to miss stuff. Yeah. And then I'll see someone commented on something from, like, a week ago, and it's like, oh, I didn't even see that the first time. Yeah. So it was kind of like... You could keep it open. You could keep it open and watch every single thing that shows up on your newsfeed, and you wouldn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone watched, but it went kind of viral last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, Veritasium. Um, there's they, one of the guys I talk about in my favorite YouTubers, uh, a guy named Derek Muller, did an expose type thing where he made a fake page and bought some links or bought some uh, some likes, and a lot of them just ended up being fake. And so those people were seeing his updates. He was paying Facebook to see these, so that fake people could see his updates. But it meant that real people, like as he got more and more fake updates or fake likes compared to real likes. It meant that less real people were actually seeing his stuff, so he was actually effectively paying so that less people would see his yeah. his updates. Well, less engagement. I think that's the word he used. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's a measure of, of who's seeing it. Yeah, not a perfect measure, but it'll work. Yeah, and that's it, that's uh, Twitter is really good for that because if you, if you miss something, you can literally go back and see every single thing that has happened. Uh, with Google Plus. Google Plus does some filtering, but it's mainly just they show up, but not in the right order necessarily. But uh, yeah, Facebook, even some of my own updates don't make it to my newsfeed, and I like my, part of me being a little bit OCD on social media and, and using it a lot is that I, if I post something, I want to see that it worked, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's annoying to know that it literally doesn't sometimes. Like my whole point of sharing something is to get everybody I know to see it. And if I know that's not happening, then what use is it? Yeah. It's interesting because on, on LinkedIn, it actually lets you see when you post updates, it actually, like, with the free account that you have, it shows how many people saw what you posted, like, an actual number. And I was right. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I think with Facebook, you have to pay for analytics. Yeah. I think. You Yeah, you can promote individual posts, and that's... The only way you can see it on fan pages, you you do see who who saw it and who engaged with it, but uh, it's horrible. Like you you get maybe ten percent that actually even saw it, mm -hmm. unless you pay for fake people to to see it. Like they'll artificially boost your numbers, but you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually thought, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. I am thinking about opening, the, like making this sort of a, a recurring thing because I, I do enjoy it and I don't think there's any shortage of topics. Um, I'm thinking about making a fan page or like a page um, for these discussions. Nick, are you, are you laughing at me? Yes. No, no like it's a valid <laughs> idea. 
I was just like, we are potentially going to have five likes, maybe six, like us and our moms, maybe. Hey, I want it to go big, and there's no way to do it except try. <laughs> yep. But still try to, for who knows what is possible, said it, Michael Faraday. It has to be, even if it's just me ranting about nothing, I'm going to keep trying. But uh, I, on that note, I literally don't know what you guys what do what do you guys think is the best route? Um, would it be a Facebook page? Would it be a Twitter account? Would it be Google Plus? Would it be a separate YouTube channel that would host these? Um, I legitimately like. Is is there any way that all of the all of the above has to be an option? Like that shouldn't be a thing, but it might be. Carolyn, why don't we start with you this time? I would go with the most commonly used service. Like the thing that has the most number of users? Yeah. And just do that or do everything? Uh, I'd say Facebook and Google+. Plus. Not Twitter. You don't think a Twitter account would be helpful? Not really. Is that just because you don't use Twitter? Probably. <laughs> I mean, unless you need something from it. Yeah, I don't post anything. I just get the news. Yeah. I think Google Plus and YouTube would be good because yeah. I think I think they're the most likely to have people that uh, are interested in actually participating or consuming this type of content. I think Facebook wouldn't have the same kind of reception for it. I agree. I mean, it's. The, the, the tough balance is that it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of time to, to post something to everything. But you also don't... If someone is using multiple networks to, to show their interest in what you're doing, you don't want to just be spamming them constantly. And so it's, it's a tough balance. Like I would, it, it wouldn't be hard to make uh, a Google Plus page with a YouTube channel and a Facebook uh, page and a Twitter account, it wouldn't be hard at all. It'd be very easy to post everything to everyone, but you're going to get a lot of duplication, and that's like I, I myself find that annoying. I literally don't follow any pages on Facebook because I already either use Google Plus or Twitter to follow what they're doing. Well, most of them are just using something like uh, what's it called? Not um. There, yeah, there are as many services as you... These whatever service that posts it to everything all at once anyway. So you're, you're often not actually seeing an actual Facebook post. It's a post forwarded to Facebook from right. whatever other service. And that, like that's Twitter, good. A Twitter posted to Facebook or whatever. Yeah. 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 And that costs money in and of itself. And ideally, when you're trying to start anything, I mean, it doesn't have to be this. It can be any number of the things that I like I your ball about. Ball. Hey, it's nice. Did my mom get you that? <laughs> no, we bought it. Oh. Did you buy it after you saw mine? No, it's from Costco. Okay, that explains it. Yeah. I got mine for Christmas. <laughs> Advertising for Costco. <laughs> I legitimately thought about using this these videos as a way to advertise stuff I'm trying to sell, but I don't think that's a very good idea. Just like, this post is sponsored by this thing I'm trying to sell. Does anybody want it? <laughs> and then when I see that nobody does, I would know that nobody watches this. Actually, my mom said she was going to watch it, but she couldn't watch it live. 
My mom said she watched three minutes of the last one and then saw how long it was and stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a prudent decision. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I think, could, are you able to, like, bookmark spots in the video? You can I think you should. So that if people are interested in a specific topic, they can just skip to that part. Yeah. I've thought about doing that, and uh, that may well be what ends up happening. Because um, at that point, you could almost you could almost leave little comments and then post, like, are you interested in this? Go to this time in this video and yeah. see it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, like, like a summary a summary below the video saying, you know, if for this topic, go to this time. For this topic, go to this time. Because you can also create links to specific times in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think having more shorter videos is better than having... Well, no, I, I, I'm going to... You very, I really very am. Videos? Yeah, I legitimately am going to start doing um, With, like, videos. Focused discussion. Well, yeah, but this is focused... What are you on saying, Chiggy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I don't know or a lot of people that I know won't watch this entire video. Right, but that is, it, it's a valid form of social media because there are lots of popular podcasts that go half an hour, anywhere up to like two hours, and people like, I, I've, I've listened to them. I, I really enjoy listening to them. Yeah. This is a little more in, it, sort of in all-encompassing because there's a video as well. Um... But like, I'm I'm really just exploring what the options are, and if yeah, well, with a podcast, you can listen to it on the bus. You can listen to it while you're walking. You're not right. gonna watch this video while you're walking. But you could, we could, I could very easily, just cut the audio out of this, and post it as a podcast. Fair enough. And then maybe provide a link to the video if they wanted yeah. to. That would be more data and uh, consumer friendly, I think. Yeah. I, although I like the idea of having the video for posterity, and it's very easy to record a four-way conversation like this. Yeah. It sounded so <laughs> underwhelmed. <laughs> um, Who are you talking to? Because like it cut out for me for a second. Very underwhelmed sounds that were very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Me too. Um, okay. So why don't we move on to Mike's topics. Do you, do you have them there with you, or do you want me to read the first one? I don't have them with me. I could pull them up if you needed no, no, me. No, no, I got them. Yeah. Um, so the first one you had was the business of social media, which we kind of talked about a little bit. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add to... You said monetization of the end user, corporate sales and buyouts, um, and we talked a little bit about Facebook and Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp, but is there anything you wanted to talk about I um, think in addition to what we did? I think the main thing is how to look at how social media is changing and how it, it went from, you know, it wasn't really a business model. Mm -hmm. It was like it was there, and, you know, if the website chose to, they'd sell ad space. But now with, you know, the corporate engagement on, say, Twitter, or with you know Facebook buying up all these companies and for like nineteen billion dollars, it's like my mind is blown at how like you can even put a value on a company that doesn't make money. 
Well, they make a dollar per year per user. Right, but that's like 500 million per year max. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like 19 billion dollars. Like, that's a lot of money. Like, so, you know, it's, it's like, it's like, how do you, where do you come up with that number? And like, yeah. are we going to see, are we going to see this bubble where like these companies are buying all these other companies for this much money? And now it's like, okay, well, this actually isn't profitable. And then all these companies are going to go under. Right. Well, that's the whole, the whole bubble theory is that that, that has happened. That happened with the first, with the first sort of generation of the internet. All these tech companies started up and then just crashed completely a few years later. This the social networking thing has been around for a bit longer than that, but there's there are a lot of people that are concerned it's going to happen again or just keeps happening. Because I think I think even when Twitter went public, they weren't even profitable at the time. Like they were still losing money. They were losing a bit, but that I don't know if that's a good argument because Amazon has never really been profitable and they continue their their stock continues to go up. Amazon has never been profitable. I think this last quarter was the first time they made like a tiny profit. Who but, yeah, funds they, something like that? Like who funds that operation for that long on a loss? Well, Jeff Bezos is either well, I mean he he puts a lot of his own money into it, but also <laughs> I he, imagine he would. <laughs> yeah. But people really like the idea. And so they've recently raised their shipping rates, and they've started charging more for Amazon Prime. But like, nobody seems to care for that specific instance. Nobody seems to care that they're not making any money. They're they're not losing a ton, but they're losing several hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And that seems like a lot, but it's not in in the current economy. So uh, yeah. So how do you, how do you as an end user of social media how do you feel being monetized through either ads or you know paying for additional functionality through a service or, or that kind of thing like do you feel I guess it kind of goes back to like you know say Facebook saying you know we own your pictures right you know as as a user of Facebook you're using it for free mm-hmm. but really you're being monetized yeah. in that way either either through giving them your content or being the target of ads and promotions of other companies. So, you know, is there is there kind of a disconnect with the people using the service and the realization that, you know, they are, quote-unquote, the product? Yeah. I mean, I don't feel so bad being monetized. I know that I can just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see any ads because I have a very robust ad blocker. <laughs> so when people say, like, oh, there they're interesting ads, and it's like, where? Where are these ads? And then I turn it off, and I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> I also I well, like, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say one more thing. I also have experienced the fact that, um, like, you know, the little ticker on the right hand side of Facebook that gives you the updates at yeah. by the second or whatever. I don't have that. You need to have a certain threshold of friends. I think the space that that occupies says, go find more friends. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> It just there's not enough people for it to be worth it for me to have a live feed of it. I I feel like like in terms of being monetized, it's not really a problem because I mean they can't just run the service for nothing. Like there has to be some financial carrot in order for companies to actually do something like Facebook yeah. or Twitter, whatever. So I mean, it's just. Unnecessary reality. Yeah. 
I think for like say you know when Google asks permission to like know my location, know my contact list, all that kind of stuff, it's like well, for the benefit of having that kind of convenience for the services they have, I'm willing to like I I trust them that they're not gonna like send like a hitman after me and like track me down because there's no right. reason for them to. So it's like it's like otherwise like I'm just data and that's fine. Like if they can make yeah. their service better that way, then by all means like take whatever you want kind of thing. Like right. just. Yeah, there. I mean, there are a ton of apps that will use your location on your on your phone, and now on, on your computer, it's starting to happen as well. And that, like, I I'm fine with that because they're using that information to make the service better for me. There's no like, if I want to have my location show up in a post, I can either enter it myself, or I can have I can turn it on and press the little the little arrow, and it'll send my location along with it. Like that's. I mean, there are, there are obviously people who don't understand exactly the inner workings, and they just press OK not knowing anything. But in terms of stuff like that, like them knowing information about you, every time I do that, I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm making the service better for myself by doing that. Mm -hmm. Even with targeted ads, like, I'd rather see ads that are relevant to me. Like, if I search for, like, exactly. laptops, then if I see an ad on Facebook for you know sales on laptops, I was like, awesome. It's like sweet. Yeah. If, I, if otherwise I'd see like ads about like, I don't know, like casinos or like strip clubs. It's like, well, that's not really relevant to me. So right. I'd probably, I'd at least want to see. Right. <laughs> I at least want to see ads that are like useful. Yeah. But then apparently people are like creeped out about them knowing what their Google searches are. I'm like, well. That's what private browsing is for. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Carolyn, where'd you go? Do you have anything to add? <laughs> no. Are you just checking? Are you out holding now? up there, Chiggy? <laughs> what? Are you done? Are you just checking out? Or were you just gone and you didn't hear anything? No, I was listening. Okay. You just have nothing to add? Nope. Okay. At one point, I saw an ad for like a, a targeted ad, obviously, for um, it was a pair of Beats headphones, an iPad, and the iPhone 4S. This was a couple years ago, and I looked down on my desk, and they were all there. And I was just, <laughs> like, I, I literally had to post it and be like, "This is ridiculous. I literally already have all these things." Targeting ads either really work well or they don't work at all because. Well, they, they wouldn't know if you already had them. They know that you'd want them because you already have them. Right, but it, in that case, it doesn't. I, I wish I could. I wish there was a way. There's a way to do this with Amazon. I've never. I don't order enough stuff there to make it worth it. But there's a way to. Legitimately, I wish there was a way to say I bought this. <laughs> so stop mm -hmm. trying to sell it to me. I already have it. Right. Your advertising worked. <laughs> I've had a ridiculous series of targeting ad targeted ads in Gmail because like in the past while I've gone like like looking online for you know various grades of steel and stuff like that. Yeah. And so well, it's for my research. <laughs> sure. But, like, research. Like, <laughs> like, you know, there'll be a something at the side of Gmail like, oh, check out our great potentia stat deals. It's like Nope. Or do you need uh, high quality stainless steel three sixteen? It's like not anymore, but thank you. <laughs> like just nothing useful for me in my personal yeah. life anymore. It's all just like 
academic stuff. But you can you can sort of compartmentalize that. You can create a different Chrome profile. I could. Or work. Like you could use That's your work true. email. I I have three or four different Chrome profiles that like if I don't want to see ads. I mean, first of all, in, in Gmail specifically, I don't get I like I have Google apps, so I don't use I don't see any ads, but uh, it's nice. Do you have the thing set up where they show up in the promotions tab? You don't even have yeah. to see them unless you want them. Yeah, I've I've I've, I've accidentally clicked on those ads thinking that they were male. <laughs> and that's even though they're a different color and they're like separate. I know, but but it's like if I'm just quickly like trying to like mark them on red, I'll just click into them. I'm like, oh crap, that's an ad. And so then, wait, if I want to send you an email that I want to make sure you read, I should add stuff like Mastercard, MBNA, sign up for a new. No, not like obvious <laughs> ads, but like. That they'll be they'll be like you know University of Calgary something or others. So I'll think it's from the UFC, but it's an ad. So it's like oh, never mind. So it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't read it, but I click into it. It's right. what I'm for. And now they know. They know what you've done. Exactly. <laughs> so Nick apparently wants to talk about the hypothesized death of death of Facebook. Yes. What do you mean by that? Because they've been hypothesizing that for a while. I, well, yeah, they have, granted, but um, I mean, I guess the trajectory of usage is following a pattern similar to previous uh, social networks that have failed, but just, you know, the trajectory is on a much grander scale because, yeah. like, a quarter of the world. But I'm wondering if it will actually die totally. I know, like, young people are ditching it in droves for Twitter, apparently, but... For any number of, yeah. For any, any number of the aforementioned reasons. But so, do, do we have thoughts? Do you think that it's going to die, or do you think that that's sort of just... I don't Sorry, even know what it would the, be. Is it scare tactics? Like, the audio cut out. I didn't actually hear what you said. Or I didn't what, hear your question. What do you think? Like, do you think it will or won't? I think it might face a collapse of usage. Like, people will keep it but not use it as much. Or potentially, you know, people just leaving for the next thing, whatever that might be. Like, I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's imminent by any means, but I think it's a possibility. Okay. Mike, what do you think? I think, I don't think the usage is going to die, but I think the profitability of it will, because based on that video that you posted from Veritasium, mm -hmm. they, uh, I guess it sounds like they're exploiting the people paying for the likes and the comments or whatever. They're fake, and they're in these farms that the people are being paid, like, you know, a buck a day or however much it was. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... Facebook is paying these people to make them money through these paid-for likes. So I think once people catch on to that, then I think their whole business model dies. Sure. Um, because it sounds like, you know, promoters, they're not willing to pay for the ads anymore. I think, I can't remember how long ago it was, but companies just aren't paying for the ad space because they're not as functional as they'd like them to be, I guess, because it's probably cheaper to, or more benef more profitable to advertise with Google or, or Twitter or that kind of thing. So I think eventually, like, it's going to be that bubble that bursts, and Facebook's probably going to be the first to die. 
I think. Right, because there are different kinds of ads that Facebook runs. They have the ones that run in the stream that are pretty big. Those are probably the most expensive. They have the ones that run on the side. They have people that pay to promote posts, pages that pay to promote posts. I don't know if the, like, I think the promoted posts ones might die, but I don't know if the direct advertising is going to, at least not right away, not quickly. If it becomes a spot where people just advertise, maybe people will stop using it because it'll just be ads and people will go to other places to, to communicate. But uh, I don't know if I see it dying completely just because of advertising. Sure. I, I think that if, if something like, I mean, Google has just, people have been talking a lot about uh, antitrust violations, of, like they're sort of monopolizing, uh, they're, they're trying to monopolize, monopolize social media uh, lately because they're now talking about, rather than advertising on Google+, they're talking about people writing or making ads and then posting uh, them posting the like a, it looks like a Google Plus post on a website and it's it's just an ad for something that has some kind of content uh, and there's also talk of people using Google uh, setting up their Google Plus page uh, as a company and then using that influence with Google directly to enhance their search results uh, placement because it's been shown that if you uh, if you use Google+, Plus or if you use any of Google's networks, you're going to show up higher in search results because that makes Google more money. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's talking... There, actually, in the European Union, they ruled that um, Google actually can't just show their own ads for their own um, things. They actually have to show other sites' ads whenever, wherever they have ads on Google. And uh, I'm not sure that's ever going to come to North America, but they tend to do that. I mean, Europe Europe is obviously a little bit more sort of... They have stricter control over those kinds of things. Um, but it's kind of interesting to, to think that that is the way things are going, that people um, won't be able to... They won't be able to use any other network or any other method to get their ads across than Google. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I think it's definitely interesting to think about. Well, it's almost like they're saying, you know, now that you're on top, you have to like behave. Yeah, but I, exactly. But, but I, but I think if Google, if it's Google is Google, Google's its own product. So on one hand, it's like, well, they shouldn't really need to be showing other people's ads because it's their own product. So it's like, you're not going to ask like Nike to advertise Adidas in their stores, right? Like. Right. Or like, you know, like Sportcheck, right? Like say Sportcheck has their own brand. You're not going to be like, oh, well, like, you know, you can't promote your Sportcheck brand first. It's like, well, you should be able to, right? Like, yeah. it's like people have the freedom to use like AltaVista or Yahoo. Well, actually, I think AltaVista is around anymore. Wait, like Yahoo or Ask Webcrawler. Bing. Or Bing, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they have the freedom to use whatever they want, but they're going to use Google because that's the most recognizable and... It's also you know, like because, the verb for searching. Yeah, right? Like, it may or may not be more effective or give better results, but that's not why people use Google. They use it because it's, like, the first one that comes to their mind. Sure. Really? So, so like, 
I don't think they'll ever come to the come to the states as far as enforcement of you know you have to show this ad or show these search results or whatever. Yeah. But I think it, from a privacy res responsibility of data and that kind of thing, I think you're gonna see you you already are seeing more of that come come to surface. Okay. Um, but from a advertising money making standpoint, I don't think that's gonna gonna happen. Yeah, that that makes sense. So it seems like Carolyn's uh, heading out. Yeah, I'm out, guys. Sorry. That's okay. Feel feel better. Bye, Chiggy. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. I'll be here next time. Okay. <laughs> So do you want to move on to the next point? Yeah, sure. So you had why is social media an improvement over in real life interaction? Just a heads up, I might have to leave in like 10 minutes to take a call. Okay. Okay. We can wind it down. All right. What do you say, Mike? I... Oh, about that topic? Yeah. Is there, oh. anything, is there anything that hasn't been addressed? Wait, you have a couple more. Well, I, I think, okay, sure. I think as far as that topic goes, I, I'm, I'm mainly speaking from my own experience that as a, as a high school student who didn't have a huge friend base, mm -hmm. um, message boards at the time because Google Plus wasn't really around. Well, it wasn't around. But like message boards were my way of connecting with people and they accepted me and interacted with me on a friendship level, and it was that community aspect that I didn't have, mainly from my, just that's my personality, like I'm not a huge like social butterfly, so to speak. Um, but it was my way of connecting with people in a community, and that was my, those are like my friends, like my internet friends, right? Right. So I think in that sense, it, it allows people who wouldn't otherwise have a good friendship community it allows them to have that. That makes sense. I mean, I, That's I true, feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. But um, I don't know what you guys think about that, or if you've had that experience. What do you think, Nick? Um, I wasn't a huge social butterfly either, especially in like high school. But I didn't end up spending a lot of time on the internet just because like we had a really terrible internet connection for most of my high school life so it just it was more a pain than anything else so I mean like I didn't have that experience but I, it's legitimately interesting to interact with people in a social media context like even now just because you can get a whole bunch of different opinions uh, different views on things from all over the world. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I, I know I was sort of the same way as, as Mike described. Um, I didn't I didn't really, like, I had a few friends, but I a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about and wanted to think about weren't really common in school or wherever at work. And so when I was there, I would mainly do the thing, like I would, at lunch I would play sports or hang out with a few people that I was close friends with, but 
at work I would talk about work and at school I would talk about school and that was like if I wanted to talk about things that I had a vested interest in I had to go online because it was just easier for me to find people with similar interests. And that's basically what Reddit is. Yeah. Although I I I've never posted anything on Reddit. I used to read a lot of things like the the front page and then I just found like you could get nothing else done for weeks at a time if you tried to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I I think in some ways, in re like real life communication is obviously never going to go away. Um, but I think there's different value that can be gained from internet communication. And in some ways it can be a lot more valuable. Mm-hmm. Look at the question you asked before about the um, the programming that you're looking at, right? Yeah. And you know, you did a post on Google to your community, and then I shared the post, and right away you had like yeah, like, like fix answer, right? Like, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get that in real life, like yeah, exactly. Unless, unless you already knew those people and could access them right away, yeah, you're not gonna get that same kind of answer unless you use social media. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like it for that. Even even looking on like blogs and forums and um, like tutorial sites. There's a ton of stuff that I want to do that I don't have to, like I don't know how to do it and I don't want to pay tens of thousands of dollars again to go for a degree in that. But I still want to know about it and it's really quick and easy to find things like that that it'd be really difficult to call someone up or, or message them and say, hey, help me with this specific thing. Because nobody knows like the, the odds that you're going to know someone that has already done this specific thing that you're going to know them in real life is just like zero. But online, there's so many people online that you're going to be able to find what you're looking for. Unless literally nobody has done it. And that, but that, that doesn't happen very often. That's, yeah, I really like that kind of communication for that. Yeah. If there's one thing the internet is good for, it's connecting people with like similar but uncommon interests. Yeah. So how about we wrap it up then with, with your last point that we haven't talked about um, and that is social media that is updating itself automatically or constantly. Um, your, your specific thing is are we, changed, are we chained to the ever-binding desire to be constantly connected to social media at all times in our daily lives? And there's like three or four different ways of saying real time <laughs> in that one sentence. You have ever binding, constantly, <laughs> at all times, in our daily lives. So you really want to <laughs> you really want to hit home on the fact that it is refreshing itself and just constantly coming at you. So what what like do you think there's value in being constantly connected and not just not just being constantly connected, but having the information presented to you be constantly updating? I think there's a benefit, but I don't think it's necessarily the best thing all the time. Yeah, it's definitely nice to be able to tune out. The nice thing is that if you have a phone that does that, you can literally just throw it somewhere and then not have to deal with it for a while. I mean, there are less dramatic versions of that, but <laughs> yeah. you don't have to be paying attention. But I think, like for me, what, what like my my first instinct when I have a spare second is to like pick up my phone and like, you know, open up Facebook or 
Google Plus or whatever. Yeah. Check yeah. to see what's new, right? Even if I'm not getting notifications, it's like, oh, I have a spare second, let me check it. And it's like, why can't I just like sit there not doing anything? Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, I don't know, that's a well-documented doc- psychological phenomenon where like, if sporadically you find something of interest, you're more likely to go back and repeat that behavior. Mm-hmm. So like, if sometimes you find something interesting on Facebook when you check it, you're more likely to go back and check it more often. I think it's just a consequence of human beings being curious and like, you know, even smartphones, like broader than social media, just smartphones in general are a good way of finding interesting things to think about. Yeah. If you ever have a smart, I would, if you ever have a, a phone, something that's connected to the internet and you are bored, I think you're doing it wrong. Because <laughs> I think there's always something you can find out there. If you, if you ever find that you're bored, at least this is what I, that's how I feel. If you, if that happens, you should just stop. You should just put it down and go do something else because it obviously means you don't want to be doing that. Otherwise, yeah. you'd find something you were interested in. Basically. Yeah. It's kind of like what you were saying about like the data usage. Just like for people who don't find that they never use their data, they also don't know. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're so much out there. To you, so it's like, well, why are you even paying for it, right? But yeah. it's like you knew how much entertainment you could get. Yeah. Then you'd use a lot more, I think. Yeah, and I'm definitely the an advocate for as much data as possible, in in all contexts of life, but especially in that one. Like, I hate data limits because it just means that you you can't do as much as you want to do. I mean, my home internet is uh, we have five gigabytes a day. It's not it's averaged over a month, but I find myself coming like brushing up against that every day. <laughs> There's so much out there, and if you need to download an OS update, you're going to go over. <laughs> yeah, I've used, I'm, what, is 22nd today? I'm 12 days into my plan, and I've used 4.3 gigabytes of data on my phone. On, <laughs> I mean, that's, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I watch a ton of YouTube videos. Like, there's, there's literally nothing illegal that I'm doing with that to get that much data. Like, I... I've connected myself in a way that every time I want to do something, I, it takes data to do it. And I did, did it on purpose because I have unlimited data. But mm-hmm. I think that any, everyone would benefit from having that, and people just don't necessarily know um, how to maximize their, their usage of, of those kinds of apps. Like Even if you want to have a live video call with someone, you can now do that. It uses some data, but that's what it's there for. Like it's there so you can experience the internet at its fullest. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't have. I would have it a hard time having it any other way. Sure. Yeah. So I like. I like the F five. Um, your your message about hitting F five on a comment thread. I like having that ability to just constantly have things pouring into, pouring into your your phone or your computer or whatever, and being able to go and look at it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but also being able to stop and think about life and contemplate things and, and make your own, because if, if you're sitting there constantly produce, or constantly absorbing information and constant, absorbing content, you're not creating, and I also think that there's a, there's a point where, for me especially, I really want to be start creating more than I consume, or at least bouncing it out a bit. Mm-hmm. Consuming less and creating more. 
just because and I really you, it. You're saying? Oh, I think I think when you're able to share those ideas on a medium like Facebook or Google Plus, and you get other people's engagement and reactions to it, I think that helps the creative process a lot. Yeah. So, but I think if you didn't do that, then you'd just be sitting there, like you said, just thinking and not doing anything about it. Yeah, and that's that's something I'm focusing on changing this this year. But from from here on out is is making things I think about and things that I do have meaning beyond just me thinking about them. Interesting concept. Yeah. So I feel like we could probably end there. Um, it's if you have to go, and we've been going for it's been almost an hour and a half. Shall we stop it there? Anyone Seems to be a standard length. Last things they want to say about social media or really. anything. Sure is nifty. It sure is. I'm going to go post this video on Twitter right now. <laughs> and it appears someone unplugged something in the lab that should not have been unplugged, and I imagine this is going to be a headache for many people. Hopefully not for you. <laughs> Well, in that case, we'll uh, anyway. we'll figure out a, a time to do this again in a week or two. We'll see how it goes, but uh, good talking to you. We'll see if we can all be not hungover. <laughs> well, I know I won't be hungover, but we'll try to get everyone not hungover. All right, no promises. <laughs> all right, so in that case, I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for watching, everyone out there. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yep. <laughs>